Nearly three weeks ago, the United States Capitol was attacked. We weren't recording the podcast, The Breakdown, uh, the day and the day after and the week of that attack, and I never really got a chance to reflect back on just how crazy it is to say that the United States Capitol was not just attacked, it was overtaken. They completely took the Capitol over. And we now know that there were people who were armed, dangerous, who literally had plans and the desire to kidnap and kill and execute and and hold at ransom different members of Congress. But because the attack was primarily white people, almost exclusively white people, and almost exclusively Trump supporters, the response has not been what it would have been if it was anybody else. I want to unpack and explain how I think the nation should be responding and juxtapose that up against how the nation is actually responding. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. The Breakdown. The Breakdown. If you've been a listener of this podcast or if you've ever heard me speak when I'm when I'm on the road, uh, when there was a way to travel and speak on the road, you've heard me say over and over again that the thing that we call the justice system, the criminal legal system, it was not designed to hold white people accountable. In fact, it was designed for the exact opposite. The thing that we call the justice system was designed with white power and white privilege in mind. You know, there is not equal protection under the law. There's not equal enforcement of the law. Study after study shows that. The thing that we call the justice system was originally designed, imagined, created, funded, executed, first during the period of colonialism and slavery, then into uh, the period of lynching and Jim Crow, now into the war on drugs and the era of mass incarceration. And it was primarily created to enforce laws and disempower the African-American community. Now, that has extended in the years since to uh, other communities of color, to immigrants, to, to indigenous Americans, obviously. But the thing that we know as the justice system, and that includes the FBI, the CIA, the Justice Department, all the way down to your local police department. These systems, and and I have maybe one of my favorite episodes of The Breakdown is where I break down that there's not really one justice system, but there are about 30,000 tiny little systems that include over 10,000 jails and prisons, over 10,000 police departments and sheriff's offices, And then over 10,000 other different enforcement offices and district attorney's offices. And they were not created to interrupt white power. They were not created even to interrupt white violence. They were created to protect white people. The systems of justice that we're most familiar with were designed to protect 
the personhood and property and power of white Americans. And what we saw when the Capitol was attacked is that when we as a nation suddenly need the justice system, be it the Capitol Police or the D.C. Police or the National Guard or anybody else, suddenly when we need the primary apparatus of power to interrupt white violence, to, to prevent an attack on the Capitol, and then once there, once there is an attack on the Capitol, to stop that attack, to surround all of those who attack the Capitol and hold them accountable for it, this, the system, I would like to say that it had a glitch, but what we saw was not a glitch, it was not a bug, it was a primary feature of the system itself. And I, I think right before the attack on the Capitol, there were probably two events that gave or should have given all of us a clue at how, at how badly the, the system struggles when it needs to interrupt even the possibility of white violence. You may remember on Christmas Day, literally on Christmas Day, a suicide bomber, a white man, a suicide bomber, drove an RV into downtown Nashville, Tennessee, and detonated the entire RV, which blew up multiple city blocks, like completely destroying streets and streets of, and blocks and blocks of, of businesses and homes and condos. And what's wild is just a few days after the suicide bomb went off, we learned that he was reported a year prior And not just for something like domestic violence, which many people who act out violently are first reported for. It was literally reported that he was building a suicide bomb, building a bomb in in his backyard in the very trailer that he ultimately used to blow up multiple city blocks. Like, he was reported. But instead of interrupting that man... Instead of interrupting his plot and his plans, they literally actually never even went into his backyard. They never even checked the RV, never went into his garage. From all indications, they never really even confronted him or asked him hard questions about the bomb that he was building in his backyard. That's because the Nashville Police Department was not built to interrupt white power, white life, white privilege, uh, even when it acts against the own interest of the city. The attack on the Capitol was fundamentally bad for our country. No No matter how you look at it, five people died. It was destructive. At least 100 people now have been arrested. Many of them will will likely spend years in prison. It was a horrible day, the first time the American capital was overtaken, literally since the War of 1812. And there were warnings. And yet the warnings weren't heeded. Listen, I have a quick word from one of our favorite sponsors, and I'll be right back. I want to say what I think needs to happen and how it's a, a tricky problem to solve. I'll be right back. 
I've tried just about every type of security system there is. And let me tell you, they can be hard to understand and tedious to set up. But Simply Safe is working to fix all of that. Simply Safe Home Security delivers award winning 24 7 protection. You don't just get a variety of high quality cameras and sensors, you get the best professional monitors in the business. They've got your back day and night, and they're ready to send help the moment there's an alarm. You can set it up yourself in just about 30 minutes. It's super easy. Plus, with Simply Safe, there's no long term contract, there are no hidden fees or installation costs. And right now, my listeners get a free home security camera when you purchase a Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com/slash break. You also get a 60-day free trial, so there's nothing to lose. Visit simplysafe.com slash break for your free security camera today. That's simplysafe.com slash break. Check it out and let me know what you think. First and foremost, in the shadows of the attack on the Capitol, the response was terrible. (laughs) First, the reality that they literally let almost every single person go. So much so that they were literally just outside of the Capitol showing the stuff they stole, like saying, yeah, we just stormed the Capitol. Yes, we broke through windows and videos. There were over 145,000 posts on social media from the people who attacked the Capitol. (laughs) Like, they not only attacked the Capitol and took it over, they filmed the entire thing and posted over 140,000 photos and videos and lives. And all of that has helped all of us, myself included, be able to identify the people who did what they did. But what's crazy to me is that the warnings that this was going to happen, were everywhere. And it reminds me of the second event. The first event was the suicide bomb in Nashville. This gives you a clue of how, when it was reported that a white man was building a bomb, the police department just didn't feel motivated to stop it. But it reminds me also, the attack on the Capitol reminds me also of what happened in Charlottesville, where a brilliant woman who was a volunteer with a lot of the work that I've done over the years, Heather Heyer, Heather was murdered. Dozens of people were permanently wounded and maimed. And weeks and weeks before white supremacists descended on Charlottesville, people reached out to me and said, Sean, We believe something truly horrible is about to happen. And it wasn't wasn't intercepted. It wasn't stopped. It wasn't properly monitored. So much so that now, several years after the attack, I'm still searching for two of the men who brutally assaulted DeAndre Harris. I've been on that journey almost completely by myself. And again... What it shows, and it's not just about free speech. Like literally people in all three of those incidents, instances from Charlottesville to the suicide bomb in Nashville to the attack on the Capitol, there were warnings that it was going to be extremely violent. C- completely. 
I mean, they were public. But what we see, and this is where it's tricky, because what we see is that our systems of justice don't monitor the possibility of white violence. They don't intercept it. They don't intervene. They sure as hell don't stop it. And I say it's tricky because many of us are leery about advocating for the increased monitoring of people. Because in the history of this country, when you begin advocating for the increased monitoring of people, it then spreads beyond your original target and impacts and interferes and and causes harm to people beyond who you originally wanted to um, to be monitored. But the United States has to monitor the threat of white supremacist violence. Just, you have to remember, they were literally plotting to kidnap the governor of Michigan this summer and, and were intercepted in that plot. They took over and, and stormed the capital of Michigan. Like, we had clear examples and warnings here. But because the threat is often not taken seriously, we continue to see Mass shootings, mass casualty events, suicide bombings, and now the storming of the Capitol. And it gets back to me to what I still think was one of the most important articles written about Donald Trump before or after his presidency. And it was an article called The First White President from Ta-Nehisi Coates, where he said, that, of course, there were other white men who were elected president before Donald Trump. There were 43 other white men elected before Donald Trump. But that no man ran on his whiteness to support and protect whiteness like Donald Trump did. And I think it has revealed something Uh, to a great deal of our country. And for others of us, it's confirmed what we already knew. But it's, it's shown that we are in a point where white power is not just fighting for strength. It just had the presidency. It is now fighting to defend itself in a way that could very well be dangerous for years to come. Um, I'm going to be thinking through just, you know, real, concrete, substantive ideas on how we can not just hold people accountable after the fact, but how white power, particularly the threat of white violence, needs to be intercepted in advance. Listen, I've got to run. Mondays are always my busiest days. Love and appreciate all of you. Take care, everybody. Break it down. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist? Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. 
What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Momentum. Momentum.